Good morning and good afternoon and welcome to Aiden Consulting's Dream Reality for looking and focusing on SME growth. In this podcast series, we talk to experts and specialists and thought provokers and just generally people who have a really strong opinion, because we love an opinion, on how we can look inside ourselves, look at our businesses and really take it to the next level. So today, I've got a question for everyone. Got your thinking heads on, listen up. Here we go. When you look in the mirror, have you ever thought you and your business should be further along than where it is today? I am here to tell you that you are not alone. The last couple of years has been so tough, the toughest ever in history. And businesses are suffering. It's a tough time for everybody. But exciting news, spoiler alert. Today, I'm really excited to have Peter Turley, who is the man who's going to get you to where you need to be. So sit down, grab your coffee and listen up because the amount of gold nuggets going to come firing at you over the next 30 minutes, you're going to want a piece of paper. Peter, over to you. (laughs) Hi, Alison. How are you? Great. Fabulous day. Good, good. So what do your listeners want to know? How can I help? Well, you know, it's been a really, like I said in the intro, It's been tough and we all have our businesses and we always have a vision or goal. And especially this is being recorded at the start of a year and everyone, you know, if you were on social media anywhere, everyone was talking about, have you done your goals? Have you, have you written your goals out? What do you want to do? But maybe, you know, goals are great, but you need a plan behind the goals. So how would you approach those kinds of plan and what should we be thinking about what should we be thinking about okay first off yes we've all you're 100 right in the last month we've seen hundreds of these posts on social media have you got your goals written down have you got this have you got that have you got the other right do you want my opinion my opinion is it's all nonsense right and i'm not joking you right we see it all the time you only ever succeed if you write down your goals now are you married? Yes, I am. Okay. Do you remember, can you remember back to the first time you met your husband-to-be? Yes. And something clicked and you went, there's a possibility of something happening here. Let's see where this goes. Right? Now, did you need to write it down? <laughs> no. Seriously, did you need to sit down and go, oh, this is this might be the man for me. I'm going to write down my goals. I'm going to write down a step-by-step plan to get this man to marry me. <laughs> Nonsense, right? <clears throat> if you need to write down your goals, you're never going to achieve them. Do you know why? Because they don't mean anything to you, right? Oh, you think about all the things that you went after in your life. That, you, the, the, that became a success for you. When you learned to ride a bike, when you learned how to drive, 
when you went to college and got your degree or whatever it was and you, you passed your exams or you got your first class honors or your two one or whatever it was, how many of those did you need to write down? None of them because you had a passion for them and you were going to go after it and it didn't matter, right? If you needed to write something down, it's because you didn't really care about it enough, right? It's that simple, okay? Um, so I, I find these things like, oh, you, smart goals, there's another one, right? Specific. So in other words, you have to write it down. If you have to write it down and make it specific, well, then it means nothing to you. If it means nothing to you, it'll never happen. Measurable, really? You've got to measure where you are every week. Really? If you've got to measure where you are every week, you haven't made enough effort in the first place, right? Um, the, a, achievable. Really? Achievable? There's nonsense for you. No, seriously, because think about it. What allows you to think something is achievable? Well, if you've done it before. So if you write down something because you know it's achievable, are you moving forward? Are you moving beyond where you were, right? I'm not joking. I, I was speaking at a conference one day and I said, who's got a great big goal? And the fellow put his hand up and he said, I'd like at the end of this year to be able to buy a brand new Golf GTI. Said, that's a great goal. I wouldn't mind a goal like that. I said, that's brilliant. Just out of interest. What are you driving now? He said, a Golf GTI. I said, how old is it? He says, it's five years old. I said, did you buy it new or secondhand? He said, I bought it new. I said, so your goal in life is to achieve something you achieved five years ago. Really? Right? So <laughs> this is the problem with these kind of things. The achievable, our brains only mm -hmm. think it's achievable if we've done it before. Realistic, well, it's the same thing as the achievable, right? Yep. And timely. If you have to write down a time to have something finished by, then you, you're not in the right space. No, seriously, think about your very, 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 very favorite chocolate bar. Yep. If I was to say to you, you know what? You're going to have to need to write down when you'll have that finished and prove to me you'll have it finished by three o'clock today. It's not I'm your favorite I'm pretty chocolate. sure I could achieve that though. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the thing about it is, you'll just wolf it down and it'll be gone and it'll happen almost instantaneously without you thinking about it, right? So, this is why I don't believe in that stuff, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, this, and the problem with that, all that kind of stuff is it distracts people from what's important, yeah. okay? And there's a huge amount of distraction out there. One of the problems, think about this, for example. You know when you sit down with your cup of coffee at the start of the morning or say after 11 or 11 o'clock break or whatever, and you say, I know, well, I'm having this cup of coffee. I'll just check my social media for two minutes. What happens? It's not two minutes. <laughs> Is this ever? Right? <laughs> Before you know it, two hours have vanished into thin air, mm -hmm. right? And you go, Jesus, where did that two hours go? Good God. You know, and then we get to the end of the day and we go, God, the whole day has just gone so fast and I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve. And because there's so much distraction. Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the, I read a statistic, whether it's true or not, I don't know. I don't even know how they would measure such a thing. But apparently, if you went back 16 years before there was social media and smartphones and all that kind of stuff, we are now running in our daily 
jobs doing 40% less than we were doing 16 years ago in an eight hour day. Mm -hmm. That's a kind of a sobering thought when you think about it, right? And now they want to go to a four day week. I mean, pretty soon people's jobs will be worth nothing because they'll be doing nothing but sitting looking at Facebook or whatever, right? So, so I believe all this stuff is about distraction. And we get distracted by stuff because stuff we're doing is because we're told to do it, or it's mundane, or somebody says it'd be a good idea to do this or whatever. And this is when we're doing stuff that's mundane, very easy for the little devil on the shoulder to go distracted, 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 isn't it? Whereas if you, you know, when you do something you love, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you know, you're doing something you really, really, really love, you can get completely immersed in it. You can achieve a massive amount in a day. You won't even think of picking up the phone to see what's happening, right? So it's all about prioritizing the things that you are really good at, that you like doing, and most importantly, that need to be done. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, preaching a little bit preaching to the converted here because I hate goals and that whole... Thing. Yes. I think it's I I you know I was talking to a number of clients and they basically achieved nothing in the whole month of January because they were goal setting and communicating it to employees and just there was no work done there was no yeah. they didn't speak to clients they didn't watch the competition they didn't do any lead generation they were goal setting and they've lost a month. They've lost a month. <laughs> no matter, even if they were doing the most amazing goal setting in the world, you're never going to make that month up. Never. Right? Okay. Yeah. So there's there, there, there's a huge issue with that. But but you know it that happens all over the world. It's it's like I say, it's no different than social media. It's just a distraction. Yeah. Right. It's distracting them from what really matters. Okay. The other problem is I see people and they set goals, but they don't figure out how they're going to implement them. Mm-hmm. They talk about them, but talk is cheap. Do you know what I mean? Talk doesn't achieve anything. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here. I'm going to lose two stone before the end of the year. I'm gonna sit here and talk about it. And if I talk enough, the weight will drop off. Maybe. There you go. <laughs> you know. So you know. Th- th- I, I think I think the distractions these days are what makes it the most difficult part, you know, mm-hmm. and we forget the stuff then that becomes important. So as a small business or a small medium sized business, if yes. they're thinking because this, you know, if you look in the newspapers um, online, wherever, or even, you know, you're talking to your local chamber or the LEO, there's a lot of um, positivity with respect to the market. There's a lot of negativity about costs and cost increases, um, but there's a real air of opportunity around and an air for growing your business, developing your business, and a bit of, a bit of you know, funding and things available that's going to try and drive this especially. Yeah. What, what do you think people should be really looking at or just being mindful of when you know, they think, okay, this is it. This is my time. I've got a great business here, but I can make the most of this. 
The first thing is you have to, it, it, we talked about this in the intro, you and I, before we started, you and I, about what makes a business grow and what doesn't make a business grow. We looked at the really sobering fact that 96% of all businesses cease before their 10th birthday. And in fact, 25% in the first two years and 70% in the first five years, right? Which is a really sobering thought. And what that makes me think is, if 95% of businesses disappear, what is going on in the world with 95% of the business advice, <clears throat> right? So what are you going to do is you're going to take a look and say, okay, are we getting business advice from people who actually really, really ever have had a business, okay? Whoever have had success, whoever have done something on their own, right? I was talking to somebody recently and they said, I'm getting marketing advice from somebody who worked for 30 years for Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, there's a complete and utter waste of time because the person worked for 30 years for Coca-Cola who already at that point were the world's biggest brand. They weren't there when whoever started off Coca-Cola in the early 1900s in the States was trying to build a business and create awareness for something that was new to the market. Mm -hmm. That's a very different animal. Are you with me, right? Totally. The other thing is, because we have that distraction nowadays of social media, people get this idea that the place to actually advertise is on social media, which is nonsense, right? But they're spending all their time and all their effort and all their energy and all their budget putting ads up on social media, okay? Now let's think about this for a second. If you want something done in your house, if you want something professionally done for your business, if you want something professional for your health, are you going to go on Facebook and look for it? You are in your, you know what, going to do that, right? You're going to ask around, you're going to get some professional advice on who you should use. Mm -hmm. You're going to look for recommendations. You're going to do all that kind of stuff, right? But the other thing you have to do is you have to think about what part what is it that you serve okay so i have a client she's up in northern ireland right and she has this fabulous system where you go into a room that's a bit like a sauna but they put liquefied salt into the air and that liquefied salt goes into your lungs and cleans out your lungs and it's an amazingly good service especially for people with breathing difficulties mm -hmm know or if they've been smokers or whatever and it really does clear out the lungs and gives them a really massive boost in how they feel and she was saying to me oh i'm trying to get a video for facebook and i'm trying to do this for linkedin and i'm trying to do this and she won't mind me saying this i said hang on a minute if i'm sitting at home dying with a breathing disorder and the stuff i'm getting in the pharmacy isn't working for me i'm not going to facebook looking for it right so I said, here's what you need to do. Think about this. What you're doing is you're making a, you're doing a service that's good for the community. So are you part of the community? Are you seen as part of the community? Are you part of the local, any of the local community committees or, or association? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. I said, okay. So the first thing you have to do is start thinking about how can you be seen as part of the community? 
So I said, the other thing is, as I said, you know, they're not looking on social media for this service. You've got to talk to people where they are and you've got to get yourself some credibility. And she said, well, what's the quickest way I can get credibility? And I said, the quickest way you can get credibility is to be seen as an expert in something. So I said, who do we think of as experts? People we hear on the radio, people we see on the television talking about a particular subject. Yeah. We immediately go, geez, they must know something about what they're talking about. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been the person picked to do the show. So I said, I'm going to give you a week. And in a week, I want you to tell me that you have secured yourself an interview on the radio. In your local community, talking about what it is that you do, and you're going to offer a prize to somebody of a, of a complimentary treatment or whatever. Yeah. But going to, this is going to create the thing. And she went, oh, that's very old fashioned. I, I'm not sure that'll work. And I said, well, please, 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 just trust me and try it. But everybody else tells me that's not the way you do business anymore. And I said, who are you listening to? Have they got businesses? Are they businesses in the community? Are they this, that, and the other? And she said, okay, I'll try it. She rang me three days later. That's all it took. Three days later. And she said, you're not going to believe what happened. I managed to get on the radio on Monday morning. And I went, and? And she said, the phone has not stopped ringing ever since. We have more customers in three days ringing in than we had in the previous three months. Mm -hmm. Because she she listened to the wrong advice. She listened to the, oh, this is the way you do it nowadays, right? Now, and we are, when you do go on LinkedIn or whatever it is, we see these advice things coming up. The way to do business in 2022 is to use such and such a CRM system and do such and such a thing. But think about it. Who's giving you this advice? The person who wants you to buy yeah. their CRM system or use their social media marketing thing, right? Mm -hmm. Really and truly, do they know your business? Do they know who's your servant? Do they know the best way to get in front of people that you're serving? Do you know what I mean? I'll give you another example that we had recently, another company I was working with, and they provide stuff elder, to, the, el, to an elderly population. 99% of their customers are over the age of 65. And again, they had been told, oh, social media is the way to go. People over 65 are not sitting looking at Facebook, looking to know how to do this, that, or the other. And I was driving along one Friday morning, and I happened to drive past a post office. And there was a queue of people over 65 coming out the door, all waiting to pick up their pension. Yes. So I went in, I went in to buy myself a packet of biscuits or whatever it was, right? And look around to see what, what was going on in there. And I just stood there for 10 minutes in silence in the corner watching the, the, the people. And some of them chitty chatted if they'd seen each other in the queue before, or how do you make out going out to week? But after a while, they'd be bored and they'd be looking around in the queue. And, you know, the queue, the post office was in the back of a, a, yeah, a, the back a, of the shop. A, a shop. And I watched one man, no joke, he picked up a packet of digestives. And he turned it over and he read the entire back of the packet of digestives just for something to do while he was waiting. Right. 
Like, who's interested in the ingredients of a packet of digestives, right? But anyway, he, I watched him and he read every bit of it and then he just put the packet down and picked up a packet of something else and read the back of that. And I said, what if we had an advert on the wall right there? Is there a single person in this queue that's not going to read it? No. So what did we do? We went back and we literally did up a range of three or four posters, just very short, very catchy image, yeah. uh, very short little snappy titles. And we went around and we put them in post offices. We put them in the community notice board at the back of the church. Mm -hmm. Put them in the chemists. Yeah. What do you think has now happened? Uh, brand awareness would be skyrocketing. Right. For sure. Because all of a sudden, it's not just that there's brand awareness out there. You see, scattergun approach is pointless. There's too yes. much competition out there for your attention. But, and it's really hard to get attention. They're now calling this the attention economy, right? The person with the most attention in the required field will win. That's it. End up, right? So how do you make it easier on yourself? So don't scattergun it out where millions of people are. You know, it's very simple. In that situation, you, you have a bunch of people who hang around the church porch after mass and they chat. You have a bunch of people standing in the queue, talk about a captive audience. And in the chemists, they're waiting for 20 minutes while their prescription is being made and they want something to read. So you give them something to read. Yeah. Right. And they come down and next week they see it when they're getting the next prescription or whatever it happens to be. Oh, two or three times. It's sticky. It's in here. Mm -hmm. right. Job done. Right. So it's about thinking about who your audience really is, where they hang out. How can you make it easy for them to see it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Once you do that, you have your brand awareness. If you put and if you create the brand awareness in the right place to the right people, that's the thing that a lot of people don't do. They don't do it in the right place to the right people. They don't say who they serve. Oh, I'm an accountant. Really? Great, right? Whereas if you turn around and say, I'm an accountant for SMEs of five employees or less, and I know all the tricks and I know how to get paid, find, I know all the ways that you can pay the least amount of tax. Don't ask me about. Uh, a business of a hundred people because that's mm -hmm. not my expertise yeah. but what do we see we see people and they're out there going accountant no big no job too big no job too small what are you good at yeah <laughs> and again it's the scattergun approach you with me yeah whereas if i was an accountant and i was an expert at stuff for people with businesses of say 10 or less people i'm going to go and i'm going to go right where do companies with 10 or less people network? Where do they go for lunch? Where do they do this? And then you go out and go and you hang out with people who are the right people for you, right? Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, when I started my business, I made all the wrong mistakes, right? This is why I know the ones to avoid, right? These people said to me, well, you have to go networking. So I went networking. But very quickly, I realized I was networking in the wrong place. Totally. It's so okay. easy to network in the wrong networks. Yes. Really, and, to, really and I think as well, it's very easy to network in places where 
you maybe want to help them or you make friends with them, but that's not necessarily your target client. Oh, it generally isn't. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that, and that realization, it's a, it's a light bulb moment for people. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And the, the, and the amount of people who will say to you at the end, fancy having a coffee. I'd like to talk to you more. Mm-hmm. And you're all excited because it's all oh, potential customer. And we go for the coffee immediately afterwards. Yeah. Why are they taking you for a coffee immediately afterwards? Because they haven't got the money to pay you because they haven't yep. got work to do. They right? want your advice for the price of a coffee. Yeah. And we've all made that mistake, right? So it really is. But it, you can't find where you should network. You can't find where you should put your awareness. You can't find all that. If you don't know who you serve, that's a big issue, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that a lot of people come to me and that's the first thing I say is, they say, I do this. And I go, who for? Mm-hmm. And they look at me blankly. Oh, anyone, anyone who needs it, really, right? Because there's two words, two words, okay. someone and anyone. I'm looking for someone who, or I'm looking for anyone who, and those two words, anyone and someone, get you no one. It's that simple, right? So it's all about getting, knowing who, knowing where they hang out, knowing what to put in front of them, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing then is, if you, if you can do that, you increase the quality of your inquiry. You won't necessarily sell, Yep. That's another yep. stage of the process, but you'll increase the quality of your inquiry. Yep. If you have a much better quality of inquiry where someone is interested in what you do and what you can do for them, it makes it much easier to go into the next stage, which is the sales stage, right? Yeah. But at that point, you have to have a sales process that makes it as easy as possible for you to turn them from an inquiry into a sale Mm -hmm. okay now here's the problem with that most people will spend four years going to university to learn how to do what they want to do but they spend no time at all learning how to turn a a potential into a customer Mm -hmm. okay so that's that's more important I, i another statistic that i heard recently shocked me was that in Ireland over the last two years, most small businesses spent only 25% of their time billing their full hourly rate. The other 70% of their time, they were trying to find customers. Wow. That's scary. Isn't that scary? Mm-hmm. Right? But the, and the problem was they were getting plenty of inquiry. Yep. But what they were doing was they were putting the same proposal in front of the client that everyone else was putting in front of the client. You know, I think, think of it this way. We've all been in a situation where you do a proposal, you do a presentation in front of a client, and you say, what do you think? And they go, lovely, thanks very much. And you say, right, do we have a deal? And the next thing, they put the hand in the pocket and they lay out five pieces of paper and they sell five other quotes for the same thing. Yep. Now... 
But you weren't doing the same thing as everybody else, because everybody else has had a different route through life and they have a different perspective on things and a different way of doing things. And every single, even doesn't matter if all the proposals say the same thing, the end result is going to be different from each and every person, every vendor. Right. Yeah. But if the customer looks at you and thinks that you did the same thing as everybody else, whose fault is that? It's yours. It's yours because you didn't differentiate. Because you yourself. didn't. You didn't show your value. You didn't, didn't show your value. Yeah. Okay. Now, and that's the problem that a lot of people do. They want. They come to me and they look for the magic trick. They look for the shortcut. The shortcut is: Can you design me a presentation deck? That means I get every job I put it front of. How can you do that? No. Because you put in front of human beings, and human beings' expectations are all different. Yeah. Right? And the, the, the big, diffi big difficulty people have is, that I see out there is, they come up with a product, they come up with a service, they come up with a solution, and then what they do is they sit down and they say, how can we now convince people to buy it? What do we need to do to convince people to buy it? Mm. Wouldn't it be much easier? Imagine, right? Instead of having to go through all that, you looked in the wanted ads in the newspaper and just gave people what they wanted. wanted. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, the thing about it is, in any of those situations, it takes, for example, what I do. People want more sales and they want better leads. I show them how to get that. But what they, they don't want more sales. They don't want more leads. Some of them want security in the bank. Some of them want to spend yeah. more time at their leisure and less time networking or whatever it happens to be. So I cannot use the same presentation for everyone. It's not physically possible. So the simple thing is to ask them, yeah. what is it you're looking to achieve out of this? Oh, I want to spend less time networking and more time with my family. Great. Then you have something to work with. Now, but now I have a system. Whereas everyone else turns up and says, grow your business with five times more sales. Yeah. All right. When I turn up, they cannot say my proposal is the same as everybody else's because it's the only one that says more time with your family. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Right. So therefore, price no longer comes into it. That makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. So turning them, creating a person into an inquiry is the first part. Turning that inquiry into a sale is the second part. And what's the third part? Coming back and buying again. Having them come back and buy again. Okay. We need to now, go through this quite quickly because we're getting short on I time. I do understand. But it, the thing about it is that's the third bit and that's where you have to have quality service, treat the customer like the king. Mm -hmm. Okay. We spoke about this earlier. You have people, we've all done it. We've all had a tradesperson come to fix something in our house. And when they leave, the thing is 10 times worse than it was yeah. before they arrived. Right. So the third thing is if you want to be successful, you've got to be the best. Yeah. Does that make sense? Awesome. Think about it. Because a, cust a, a happy customer will be a better salesperson than anybody you could employ. Simple as that. I think right. that's a perfect note to end on. And yeah. I know that uh, we could continue this conversation for like the next five hours and we still would be talking about new stuff. It's fabulous. I'm going to finish with one thing. 
Go, go, go. You asked me in the thing before about a song. What yes, no, it's coming. It's coming. It's, oh, it's coming. coming, is it? Sorry. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so I have th I have three short questions for you. And yes. keep keep them keep them tight. Yes. Please. Uh, so this podcast is called Dream Reality because yes. we want to think about the future as a dream, but then we want to bring in how we actually think it's going to turn out. So how do you think? things are going to evolve in a dream if the, if the planets align and there's not going to be any problems versus the reality. Right. <laughs> well, the dream for all of us who have SMEs is it'd be a constant stream of people coming to the door and they'd all be happy, isn't it? You know, that's uh, that would be the dream, right? Yep. Uh, what's the reality? It's usually the complete opposite where it's spend our whole lives looking for business um whole life's going through it how do you bridge that gap you learn to do it properly yeah, yeah. you know there is no shortcut right yeah. the shortcut is doing it right and doing it right here's a very i'll finish with this bit david attenborough said at the climate conference in november the most intelligent species on the planet has one massive failing the inability to see the big picture in the pursuit of the immediate. The big picture is you want a successful, sustainable, long-term business. That mm -hmm. means you put the effort in now. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. If you try and take a shortcut, you'd be taking a repeated shortcut for the rest of your life. That's yeah. it. And a book that you like to recommend to people? Now. Over the years, I have been recommended many, many, many sales and business growth books. And I've read lots of them with great anticipation. And unfortunately, I have never found one that was overall excellent. Maybe some bits in one and some bits in another and some bits in another. Mm -hmm. The problem with them is you get to the end of the book and you've forgotten what you read a week ago. Mm -hmm. So not very, very little ever gets implemented from business books. Yes. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a piece of advice that I use. And it's been more powerful than anything else. At the end of the day, as you're brushing your teeth before you go to bed, ask yourself two questions. What did I do today that I need to keep doing? And what did I do today that I need to stop doing? And then go and carry it out. And if you do that, there's no book in the world that will achieve as much for you. Very thoughtful. Very good. And a song that when and you really, song that you, I, just, you know, you're just having one of those days, the coffee is not kicking in and you just need a uplift. Okay. Well, it'll bring you back to what I was saying earlier, right? I'm going to give you the, the chorus of a well-known song. I'm going to see if you can tell me what it is. Darling, every dog on the street knows that we are in love with defeat. Are we ready to be swept off our feet and stop chasing every breaking wave? Isn't that an amazing insight into the human mind? But that's, that's yeah. Right? And when I need that, I put that song on. Stop chasing every breaking wave. It's what That's we spoke fabulous. about at the very start. Yeah. And that is a song called Every Breaking Wave. 
by a tiny little, not so well known band called U2. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard of them. <laughs> and here's what I, what, here's the last thing I will say to people. I was speaking just before Christmas at a conference in the UK. And I was one of five or six speakers on the day. And afterwards, I was standing in the bar at the networking pretty much on my own where all the other speakers were happily chatting to people. And somebody came up to me and says, I've been standing over there for the last half hour. I wanted to talk to you, but I was afraid to because I'd be embarrassed in front of you. They were afraid to talk to the best speaker in the room because they didn't want to seem small in comparison. Always, always talk to the best of the people that are around you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what, one of the reasons I picked that song. People give out about Bono this, Bono that, Asian, and all the Irish things. The fact is, he's made more money than any songwriter in history. Yeah. He knows a thing or six. Does that make sense, right? So if he's the best, not only in Ireland, but in the world at what he does, he knows well, something. If he gives advice, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing I want to just say to people is stop asking advice from people who don't know or who've never done it. And always seek out advice from the people who have. Wow. Well, there you go. And this is Dream Reality with P Peter Turley. An amazing little insight there. Um, so many golden nuggets. And thank you so much for your time today. It's You're very been welcome. an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Not at all. Talk to you soon.